Hello everyone, this is John Adolfi with Adolfi Real Estate in the sleepy village of Phoenix, New York, aka Real Estate Man, fighting crime since 1979. And this is part four of a four-part series on HUD titled HUD Home Investor Secrets. And so we've gone through and explained step-by-step step in parts one, two, and three how you go about interfacing and capitalizing on these government-owned, money-making or money-saving, depending on which which type of buyer you are, whether you're an investor or, an, or someone who's going to live in it. But these deals can be very, very lucrative. So I'm going to summarize what we've learned in the three uh, episodes prior to this, and then we're going to hit on one important item, and that is how much can you save? And I'll give you some real-world world examples of it from my own self and also uh, from others. And so let's go ahead and begin. And and again, I'm just going to summarize what is a HUD home. HUD home is a government-owned home that was foreclosed on by a bank and the the person that owned it or persons that owned it had an FHA mortgage. That FHA mortgage means that it's backed by the government so that if it goes into foreclosure, guess who doesn't lose out? The bank. The bank always wins. <laughs> Just like the house always wins or has preponderance of, of winning when in Vegas, the bank sets itself up to always win. So basically, when it goes into foreclosure, bank decides that they don't want to take on the responsibility of housing the property as, as in-house inventory and then trying to figure out a way to sell it. They just turn to the government and say, hey, yo, um, pay us, bail us out for this one particular property. It's insurance. And that insurance cost is passed on to uh, the homeowner in what's called PMI or MIP, depending if it's an FHA or conventional. All right. So what we have learned uh, is where do you find HUD homes? And I shared with you, you want to go to www.hudhomestore.com. That's all singular. I also mentioned before that you don't want to Google that because you'll wind up on some pay site that'll ask you for a buck to 50 bucks a month to try out their system or to join, excuse me, to join their, their, um, in essence, outdated website with leads uh, for foreclosed properties. And they'll tease you, by the way, by showing you demographically, if you're interested in a particular county, it'll show you all the different, you know, properties that are plotted there, or they give a partial address or whatever, and teasing you to pay to get inside. Now, I'll tell you something. Let me let me talk about that just for a second, because you're going to be confronted with that, and you're going to ask yourself, do I do it? You know, the majority of the people that do don't. I spoke to a number of people that wound up uh, faced with whether or not they want to pay the 30 bucks or whatever it is to get inside, thinking that it was the HUD website. And, <clears throat> excuse me, out of the, the majority of the people that I've spoke with, uh, very few have actually uh, done it. I've done it myself just to see what's there. And my experience has been, as well as others, that when they come to me and they say, hey, what about this property? I said, did you find that on a pay site? Yeah, I did. It's old inventory. This is this is uh, it's it's nothing that's relevant. So I don't know if that's changed, but I know that that has been that way. Uh, you know, it's not to say that there isn't relevant informa- relevant information on there that's up to date, but I'm telling you that you'd be surprised, and it wastes time. You know, you want to go to sites that are you know, again relevant. And by the way, 
Anybody who's listening to this, I don't care if you're in, we're in New York State. I don't care if you're in New York State or Alaska. If you contact me, and I'll give you my contact information now and at the end of this program, I'll be happy to send you the 16 places to find properties on the internet. And I hit them all, uh, all that, that have, I've, I've accumulated through the years. And all it's a report. I can email it to you. I can mail it to you. I can uh, text it to you. Uh, contact us at 315-695-6434, okay? Or you can text that number. Uh, best to get me your email address. That's probably the best way to get it over to you. Uh, and then just uh, tell me who you are. Give me your first name. This is Bob at such and such and such. Text it or email that on over. Be happy to. The 16 places to find properties on the internet. And I hit it all with the government sites, with the auction sites. So, and that's for you, for free. Just contact us and we'll be happy to give that to you. So, the HUD website you go to, get familiar with it. Get the app on your phone and and have a have a ball with it. Um, you can you can then uh, be alerted uh, based on demographic. I usually like to be alerted by county. That's that's how I like to be alerted. Zoom out is better than you know zooming in too too specific. Unless your territory is such that, uh, let's say all of Los Angeles, you know, is what you want. Well, there's going to be. Uh, towns and counties and whatnot. And uh, so however you want to do that, but zoom out as far as you can. I do the entire New York State. I look at it uh, every day uh, and I look at New York State. So, but that's me. I've been doing this since 1988. I'm talking about HUD homes. That was my first sale. It was in January of 1988. And um, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed it. I've even wrote a book on it called HUD Home Buying Secrets, which is, can be found on Amazon <laughs> or order directly through me at um, secrets.com. There's an order form on there, but you can get it cheaper on Amazon. So go there and get it. All right. So you've got your HUD website. You've got your, you know, your, uh, your app loaded onto your, your iPhone or your Android and you're rocking and a rolling and you see a property you like and you've got the funds for it whether it's a mortgage if you're a homeowner occupant or perhaps it's and or cash and for an investor it's always cash you got to get got to get the cash to buy these you don't want to finance them that is you want to don't want to put a mortgage on a hud home don't do it it's just too much hassle because of the rehab component. And plan on it, 90%, 95% of them are going to have something wrong the bank's going to object to. Even if it's a broken window, even if it's just peeling paint, you cannot close on a loan unless there's a rehab or escrow repair component in it. And when you do that and you're an investor and you got to do 25% down as an investor, investor loan, investor purchase, it just... Um, what it does is, is it just complicates it even more. So the investor is going to do it through cash, typically. So uh, you're looking for those inches and seconds moments. And how you're going to do that is by investing your time in the website and with a competent agent who can then uh, give you get you accessed into the properties and help you evaluate them. Perhaps you're good at that yourself. Fantastic. And then by utilizing HUD's amazing bidding system and a system that you interface with their system. Uh, you, you know, if you have quite a few HUDs in your area, you can almost not have to go anywhere else but right there. 
it can take anywhere between a week to six months to really invest yourself in it. And why do I say that? Well, HUD lowers the prices 10% every 30 days. And sometimes these properties are overpriced by the appraiser. Um, no conspiracy, they just are. So you have to wait for HUD to lower the price 10% every 30 days until it gets to that striking distance, you know, and hopefully it's lost a lot of momentum and owner occupant buyers aren't paying any attention at this point, And you're just waiting for your opportunity and boom, there's a timing issue involved. I'm going to do an entire uh, podcast on the HUD bidding system. So look for that coming up here uh, sometime and, and I'll call it, well, I'll just call it the the amazing HUD bidding system or whatever, but look for the words HUD's bidding or bidding system for HUD. It's the best. Wait till, wait till I dig into it. You're going to be, when the light bulb goes on, you're going to go, oh, <laughs> no wonder he gets so excited about these. It's not the inventory. It's not the inventory. It's, it's the fact that it's, it's got a great bidding system. That's really the bottom line. Their system is great. All right, enough about that. Let's move on. You know, so you're looking for properties, especially those that have problems with a roof, or and, and let's say you're a roofer, or or can have one done reasonably. Uh, you know, you can you can do it yourself, or or you know how to evaluate a roof, or whatever. You know, um, roofs, but mainly the two things that really disrupt or or give the property a lack of value is mold extensive mold and foundation issues. Now, we don't get a lot, a lot of basements. And I know some of you are listening to this throughout the country don't even have basements. Um, but when you have foundation issues, whether you have a slab or whether uh, you have a crawl space or whether you have a, you know, an eight-foot basement, when you have foundation issues, drainage issues, those folks out there charge quite a bit of money for hauling in gravel and their expertise and, and concrete blocks. I'm not trying to denigrate what they do, and I believe that a worker is worth their wage, but there just seems to be something, I don't know, not quite right. I know it's a lot of grunt work, and it's a lot of heavy lifting, and I get that. I, I respect that. Um, but I'm just saying, though, that most people, when they're given the bill of how much it's going to cost to repair a foundation, it's like, ay, 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 you know? It's just exorbitant. So if you happen to be proficient in that area, there's going to be an opportunity when you see all of a sudden uh, a, a wall collapsing and everyone is just running right, you know, running away from the house. You lean into it and you get a really great deal and you can take care of it. Uh, one other thing, this is un-HUD related, but since we're on the topic of investment or investors out there, if we're talking to a few of you out there, more so than the homeowner occupant type buyer, you know another one that you want to take a you want to take a closer look at or not run away from, and that's burnouts. I'm talking about those houses that have had a fire. I'll tell you something. The owners, they get a big fat check from the insurance company. There's a big gaping hole in the roof maybe, you know, where they got it tarped and and a lot of, you know, charred this and that and it smells and the fire hoses that have been in there have kind of, you know, done its thing. And but I'll tell you what, they're most reasonable. They can be one of the most reasonable deals because they already got their big fat check. So what are they going to sell it for? Peanuts. And, you know, a lot of the fire damage is a lot of cosmetics. I mean, I remember one time I had a fire at my three-family house, and we had a Berber carpet in uh, the living room of one of the apartments. It was a large, huge living room. 
And when they got done putting out the fire, a lot of black soot got ground in and covered oh, most of the carpet. It, from all intents and purposes, it looked like it was impossible for that carpet to be saved. Now, the fire wasn't there. It was upstairs, but it did receive uh, not fire damage, but just soot and water and stuff. The insurance company um, paid for uh, the first level of, of uh, attempt to uh, take care of that problem by bringing in uh, professionals and that carpet cleaned up like nothing had ever happened. <laughs> so as bad as it looks with these burnout houses, as soon as you put your hand to it, it starts to transform and you start to see the value. Uh, and the value is pretty good because you're going to get it for quite a lot less than you would uh, if there was no fire, but it was still the same damage. It's just, it psychs you out when you see it. So we spoke about um, looking for the disaster and whatnot. And uh, our concluding thought is how much profit is reasonable? Now, folks, I got to contextualize this because I know that there are going to be places to where perhaps you'll pick up a HUD home for 175000 and maybe you'll make more than, than what I'm going to suggest here today. I will share with you that um, each county has its own limit on how much money FHA is willing to uh, – there's a ceiling on the, um, on the price point. So what I, and, and what I mean by that is, is that FHA loans – have typically been a first-time home buyer scenario, which means that the lower-end homes are typically purchased with FHA. As you go up the economic food chain, uh, and as the uh, price of uh, of the houses get more expensive, you'll see people uh, going to conventional mortgages. Part of the reason is is that they like the twenty percent down, which knocks out the mortgage insurance, which is about, and I'm just going to give you about 10% of whatever the house is per month. So if it was a $200,000 house, you're going to save $200 in additional fees in mortgage insurance if you come up with 20% down. So as the economic scale in in increases, so does the likelihood that it's conventional. There's a ceiling for HUD homes. It may be $300,000. It may be $600,000. They do change. It may be helpful for you to find out what the ceiling is. Not that that will change the inventory. Whatever the inventory comes in is what the inventory comes in. But at least you'll know what the ceiling is for your area. Well, all that means is, is that they can't borrow any more than that. So you're not going to see um, as many, if all things were equal, as many higher-end properties in the HUD realm as you are in the conventional realm. Uh, nevertheless, once in a while, you do see them. And we do get them and we do list them. So how much profit is reasonable? I can tell you that in all the years that I've seen other people do it and shared with me what their profit was, and the nine that myself, my father-in-law, mother-in-law, and wife called ourselves the, th the three stooge. Actually, there's my father-in-law is not a stooge. He's the one that's got the brains. We got the brawn, and uh, we would go in and we would um, you know, uh, knock them out. And so I got a, a sense of what we made, uh, not a sense, but I have a, you know, uh, some experience with that too. Let me tell you what I found out. I found out that after everything is said and done, and let me, let me explain what that is so that you understand what the expenses are. You're going to have expenses of utilities, 
okay? You're going to have expenses of your taxes. Uh, every month that goes by, every day that goes by, you're, inc you're decreasing your profit by how much you're going to have to pay the tax man. And I'm talking about your property taxes. Uh, you know, in some areas, they're high. In the area that we are, relative to price, they're high. And for those of you that are outside this area, let's say you're down in North Carolina or you're Tennessee or whatever, um, and you know what your assessed value is on your house or, or an investment property that you have, let me share with you what it is here in the central New York area. You will find that for every uh, $1,000 of uh, assessed value, um, it's anywhere between $35 to $55 per thousand. That means that a $100,000 assessed value house here has got taxes that are going to range anywhere between $3,500 to $5,500 a year. Now, some of you are probably aghast and saying, wait a minute, our, we have a house that's assessed for $300,000 here in Tennessee and our taxes are only, you know, two grand or whatever, uh, or even less, let's just say. And I understand but also, too, your dollar goes further in the central New York area, uh, meaning that a lot of people from California, but mostly from New York City, love to buy in the Syracuse market because things are inexpensive. Can you imagine being able to buy a two-family home in okay condition for under $50,000 and for it to be able to cash flow gross cash flow, say $1,500 a month? That's, um, you know, that's, that's one reason why it's so attractive. But you know, the negative is, of course, that the taxes are high because it's approximately $300 a month or so are going to be taken out of that profit just on your property taxes. So anyhow, what is a reasonable uh, profit? Um, I've heard some say that if you can't make at least $5,000 uh, net profit after everything is said and done, don't do it. <laughs> I unfortunately have seen a couple of times, a couple of people break even. And it's so sad. Uh, it's heart sickening, actually, because I know how much work that goes into rehabbing a house from that just looks like an ugly duckling to this beautiful swan. I know how much time and effort it takes to do to do that. And it's uh, and to break even. Look, here's the thing. If you really think you love real estate a lot, and you're just starting out, and you do get into one of these break even scenarios, Consider that either your way of saying, you know what, I tried that. And even if I had made money, I really didn't enjoy it. Then you, you, got, your, you got, your, got it out of you. But if after doing it, you still love it, if you can learn something from the experience, then the next one you're going to do, you're going to make money. You know, So your taxes, holding costs, they call it, taxes, insurance. And if you're borrowing the money, whether out of, it's out of your own uh, stash, that is, uh, even if it's cash, it's still costing you money, so to speak. You know, opportunity costs. Uh, if you're doing a home equity line of credit, then you've got 3 4% on the loan that you're paying uh, every month, and that adds up, and that has to be taken off of your bottom line. So after everything is said and done, you sell the house, you prorate the taxes, your insurance now has been prorated, uh, you've paid the interest back, you paid the principal back, and now you've got a chunk of money. And I will tell you this, when you go to the closing and you get that chunk of money in your hands after all the expenses have been taken care of, including your attorney fee, abstract survey, title work, whatever type of state that you live in, some are in a lawyer state like we are here, so it's a little differently than it is in an escrow state that most of you folks out there that are listening to this are in. But after everything is said and done, if you can make 10 grand, that's pretty good. 
on average, we made $20,000. One time we made $40,000. Uh, but on the average, it was twenty to 30000 that we split evenly. Okay. Now, the problem is, is that it, you know, it was six months to a year of weekends and a couple of hours after, after work, you know, so we put in a lot of time. We did most of the work ourselves. Okay. So that's where we had what you call sweat equity. <laughs> we created that, a lot of that equity by our own hands, by not having to pay someone else to do it. So that's how, that's about what you can expect. Now, have I seen people make more? Yeah, I have. Let me tell you what I've seen. Now, these are all properties that are uh, less than $300,000. Okay. I've seen uh, only a couple of times, only because I'm not there all the time to see uh, every transaction on the other end that's made. You know, some uh, many times I'm the one who's reselling it for them, but if something happens further down the line, they rent it out, whatever, you know, I'm not privy to everything. So, but the few that I've seen, I've seen people make 50,000, 75,000. I even saw one person uh, with a property that sold for uh, uh, just close to 200,000. They made a hundred thousand dollars profit. So I've seen them do it, you know, over that 40,000 mark. Um, and it's sweet. And when you're there at the closing and you get that check in your hand, whether it be 10,000, 5,000 or $50,000, it is exciting. All that work that culminates and you end up with this big fat check at the end. It's un nothing like you've ever experienced. Let me tell you that. But before you get dollar signs or stars in your eyes, remember there's a lot of work and there's a learning curve ahead of you. So my advice to you as we close here in this session is Stay away from, and I'm stay away from. I'd like to do an entire podcast, and I might stay away from the um, the real estate uh, seminars that are out there. I don't recommend it. Uh, I am going to do an entire podcast on that because I have a lot to say on that. Uh, do invest yourself, say some YouTube videos. Uh, come to our website, check out what we do and what we have. We have resources there. Uh, in this podcast that we're doing, we're going to continue to add to the body of information because we believe that you need, that is the end consumer, that is the investor, need honest, you know, boots on the ground, realistic, you know, information. Not information you're paying for and not information that trying to lead, I'm trying to lead you somewhere, you know, to make a sale or to do something. We're doing this because we just absolutely love doing what we do. And I love that people can know what the truth is about whatever it is. If you go to my YouTube site, you'll see how we express that in the videos that we shoot. Now, I've got at this point almost 1,200 videos. Most of them are... Uh, property, uh, you know, uh, previews or virtual tours where I go through and explain everything there is. Now, go ahead and write this down. It's www.adolfiyoutube.com. A-D-O-L, F is in Frank I, Adolfi, and then the word YouTube.com. Check it out. Subscribe if you like, even if you're out of state. Subscribe because we do do uh, informational videos and uh, you also get a kick out of some of the antics that, uh, that we do. Uh, we have a lot of fun with it. Contact uh, information for us, again, is uh, our website is www.adolfi.com. 
Got a lot of information there and we're growing it. And you'll be able to see the podcast or listen to the podcast. If it's not on, if you if you don't find us on Spotify, then just go to anchor.fm and uh, look for us there. Subscribe to us uh, and you'll get you know alerted every time we do one of these. And we don't want to waste your time. We want to absolutely get right straight to the point. All right, so that's it for right now. Uh, again, thank you for listening. We're going to do an entire podcast on the HUD bidding system, and that'll close us out for this part of real estate, which is HUD homes, and we'll be moving on to other topics of interest. You guys take care. Thank you very much, and feel free to contact us anytime if you have any questions, and we wish for your success in real estate. Take care.